Hello and welcome back to the Drinks with Hebe podcast. I hope you are staying safe and well during this strange time. I'm currently using uh, my time at home to sort through my crazy booze collection, mainly by drinking it, but there is some organisation going on as well. Today's episode is with two incredible ladies who have multiple perspectives on the booze industry. Let me know if you like having multiple ladies from different uh, worlds per episode. It's something I'm considering for the future as there are so many women out there and I just can't keep up with them all, even though doing I'm doing an episode a week. It just can't fit it all in. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Right. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? Fabulous. Good. Good. Right, let's Easy. just kick up with who you both are, what you do. Um, my name is Annabelle and I am the uh, brand manager, sales manager, event manager for Westall Rums. So we import our rums from Westall Estate in Grenada in the West Indies. That's cool. what I do. I'm Thea. I have a mezcal brand called Dangerous Dawn. Um, also one of the two female founders of London Mezcal Week and also one of the founders of the bar that we're sat in called Donya, which is um, in Stonington. Great place. <laughs> very nice bar. Very, very nice yeah, bar. Yeah, it's really cool and it's much bigger than the pictures make it look. <laughs> it's blown my mind. <laughs> it really has because I was expecting like, 140 people bump. in here apparently. What? No. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need to find 145 <laughs> friends. <laughs> right, so how long have you both been working in the drinks industry? So I sort of got into it quite randomly. I had no prior experience in the drinks industry at all. And then me and my dad were on holiday in Grenada and started filling our boots with this amazing rum that we just fell in love with and wanted to have it when we came home and share it with friends, family, that sort of thing. And because Grenada is such a small island, it's about the size of the Isle of Wight. Um, it's very, very small. Um, we ended up meeting the guy who's the master distiller, master blender there. And sort of just wanted to know how we could get hold of it uh, back in London. And he said there's a, they don't bother with the UK. They very much just are interested in Grenada and sort of the neighbouring islands um, there. Um, so we thought, well, great, we'll bring over 50 cases and sort of just see how it goes. So that was about four and a half years ago. So we just started with a pallet um, and thought it'd be super easy. Rung up Sainsbury's and, you know, people like that and thought, do you want to stock this? Needless to say, we pretty much <laughs> laughed out of there. Um, so we entered it into a few awards and it did really, really well. But talking to bartenders and people in the industry, the product just didn't look right. The size of the bottle was wrong. The look of the bottle was wrong. Sort of even to, down to like the top of the bottle. It just didn't really work. So mm. we spent about... A year and a half, two years, talking to people in the industry um, and trying to create something a bit new and a bit different. Um, and we launched that in 2016, halfway through 2016. So sort of no real experience, but kind of went in that end, um, if that makes sense. No, I like that. <laughs> bit of a weird one. <laughs> that's such a lovely story, though. Just like, oh, yeah, just on a casual holiday and now this is my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it really came from just a, a genuine love of the product. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, with two people who had absolutely no idea what they were doing. Um, <laughs> so every single day we were like, oh, this is the first time we do this, and this is how this works, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. That's really cool. 
Um, well, I've been working in hospitality since I was really young. I grew up in a little fishing village in, well, Devon Dorset called Lyme Regis. And everyone there works in bars and restaurants when you were younger. So started out as a KP when I was like 11 or 12. And then just started being like restaurant manager during my Christmas and summer holidays. Um, and then worked all through uni in various restaurants. And then a friend of mine from uni opened a restaurant in London. So when I graduated from Manchester, um, came down here, he opened a restaurant called Pit Q, which um, oh, yeah. was the original one was on Carnaby Street. Well, first of all, it was a food trailer and then it was opened on Carnaby Street. So I joined there whenever that opened, I can't remember. Um, worked there for a couple of years. Um, and that my dad loves whiskey, but they had a mainly bourbon list. Well, they had bourbon and beer. So I got sort of more, got to know bourbon a lot more, um, then did a couple of other jobs in London. And then a girlfriend of mine and me drove around the States. We drove, because we wanted to go to Kentucky and Tennessee and Louisiana to go to all of the bourbon distilleries. So we took three months driving from San Fran. Um, like we went down all the way to New Orleans and then we went to Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisiana. And then after that, Travelled through Central America and ended up in Mexico. Same sort of thing is, um, well, the place that I was staying, we were supposed to stay there for a couple of weeks and ended up staying for much longer. Um, There's this place called Puerto Escondido and we were staying in this, like, it was like these surf bungalows, I guess. And there was a guy living opposite us called Frank and he was about 70 and he was from Colorado, but he was he'd been living in Mexico for 30 odd years. And he was going up into the mountains and buying mezcal in bulk and just driving it down. And then he was mixing it in his kitchen blender with instant coffee, sugar and vanilla. And he was essentially making a, like a mezcal patron, but locally. And he was bottling it and he had um, local artists painting the bottles and he was selling it. It was a bit of a legend. So that's how I first got into mezcal because you were sat on this veranda with this amazing guy with all of these stories from being a cowboy in Colorado who's given you your first mezcal and like with an interest in spirits and like I mean I guess hospitality in the whole world um I was like right I've got to work with this <laughs> so then I moved back to came back to the UK moved back to Devon worked in a bakery for about eight months saved up some money and then went back out to Mexico and sp- spent like a year and a half traveling between Devon London and Mexico worked out how to set up the business over there and that was like three four years ago now mad mad Devon, london mexico the Devon, london mexico the triangle, that triangle. Triangle. Gone. <laughs> you, guys, you, you both followed a really classic path you know yeah <laughs> very very <laughs> traditional <laughs> don't let us go on holiday i think that's uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's not safe. laughs> um so what are your typical working days slash weeks like what 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 do you actually do for a living that's a that's a big question so literally it is just completely random I think because I started the business myself so it's just me so well and I have other people that help working with me now but day to day everything is on my on my head my head or my shoulders so that is everything from like making sure I'm managing the accounts every day to if we you know like sending invoices getting payments made making sure that stock's available and in production in Mexico but then 
I also have to work, well, don't have to, I choose to. I work with um, an amazing sales team here in London called Liana Collection, and they have a small portfolio of brands, which we're actually both in their brand portfolio. Yeah, Yeah, so that's how the two of you are connected. (laughs) Exactly, that's how we're connected. Um, Yeah, it's headed up by a guy called David Wood, who is awesome, and they've Mm -hmm. done an amazing job um, helping us get started, but they are a specialist sales team, so... I'll be out with one of those if we're doing in a training and account. Um, I'll go out and do the training with them, or maybe I'm training with them specifically and giving them a little bit more information on Mezcal, or I don't know, just visiting accounts. And then the other side of it is being in Mexico, obviously, and making sure that the production process is actually happening. And that's everything from like the design process, making sure that the design our current newest problem is that even though we've got the measurements of the bottle the printing that goes on the bottle when the bottle gets printed it's not coming out as the right size so that's the newest issue and it can be things like you know making sure that we've got enough lids for the next production and making sure that all of the paperwork's right but I also am the one that opens up new markets so this morning I was talking with my Italian distributor to make sure that our payment terms of when they pick up the goods and when they pay me for them or write um literally every day is like different and of course I also manage this well I don't manage it these two wonderful ladies manage it for but also a part of Donya so I'll be here doing like maybe tastings with the guys or like we've literally just changing the cocktail menu so Amelia and I just before you arrived we're just going through our new drinks um meeting suppliers making sure I I manage all the accounts for here as well so that's making sure that the business has got money. Um, Yeah, I think when you're a small business, you literally are a jack of all trades. So you have to do every little part of it. Um, So I just, we just don't have a normal day. And even some weeks, like I was here on Saturday night, I wasn't working on Sunday, but sometimes I just won't work on a Tuesday morning because I'm like, I've worked all weekend. Yeah. So flexibility is basically it changes every day I never know <laughs> who knows yeah I, and do, I don't I know about you but all of that all of the a lot and this isn't I, it's a good thing I think but let's say meetings can be rather flexible mm-hmm. with industry people mm-hmm. so you might have like six meetings booked in and you need to be in town by like I don't know 10 but by 8 30 half of them have booked and two of them have moved to the next day and do you know what I mean so yeah. each day has to be a totally different thing probably not a very good succinct answer to your question but I oh, no, I think it's like a <laughs> yeah. good idea like because yeah it's so it, it, I think a lot of people just see the fun sides of roles hmm. and it's like actually there's a hell of a lot of staring at a computer or a laptop yeah. doing numbers and figures and emails and and it's a lot of actual like solo work yeah how to describe it I'm like putting my hands around my eyes but that's not (laughs) not gonna help Um, yeah well we do a lot of like events and stuff and everyone sees like the finished product like our big rum shack out and everyone's sort of sitting on bean bags and having like frozen cocktails and dark and stormies or whatever and you're like yeah that's great but there's three to six months of stress and crying and all that sort of stuff that goes beforehand and the the driver's not there on time or the ice isn't there there's all those things that you know down from like the how the bar's cleaned every night to cups and all that sort of stuff that has to be thought of so there's yeah I mean I still now even end up doing deliveries myself and all stuff like that because 
you book everything in and not everyone always turns up so there's lots of extra bits and bobs that every day is different as well yeah absolutely yeah this morning chasing invoices booking in social media stuff we're trying to create new product and all that sort of stuff Mm. coming in and we've got a boatload of rum that's just arrived that's got to be bottled and yeah, yeah lots of sort of plates to juggle uh, yeah, it's, it's like it's, serious multitasking. Yeah, and even if you've got a list of things to complete one day, that could just go totally out the oh yeah window always, in yeah. the morning. If like there's a disaster or something a disaster, that's a real problem. yeah, or like you've forgotten you need to do some, mm. something that has to be done that day, so you're just like right, I've got to do this, and yeah, yeah it's just different. yeah, yeah. Like I'm have a lot of products either, at the moment so. that's was supposed to be bottled like end of December, and now it's like getting quite <laughs> panicky so it's like same shipping boxes had... here there and everywhere trying to raid the warehouse of what mm. we've got and i've just had a four month lead time on our production of mezcal from date that we decided to make it until the date that's going to be completed and like four months but that's without shipping so um, you've got like five month lead times on a product so does that come in bottled yeah okay it has to be bottled because it's got a do so right. it has yeah. to well yeah, it need, if you want to put mezcal on it, it needs yeah. to be bottled and produced in Mexico. Yeah. And obviously managing that from hmm. the UK is not always... Got time difference as well. To got time with. difference. Like, it's not always that easy. Yeah. So every, yeah, every day is different. Madness. <laughs> I always think, whenever I ask that question, I think, how would you advertise that job? You know, in the job <laughs> description section, like, do what, you like what would you write? No, <laughs> then this might be for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what are your favourite and least favourite parts of working in the drinks industry? I know that not many people often talk about their least favourite parts, but I think it's important that we talk about the parts that aren't necessarily working for all of us so that we can improve. Um, I would say my least favourite part is... Um, obviously all the sort of boring invoicing accounting stuff but um, in terms of more sort of general things like I think as a small business and as with what we're trying to do we've got quite a broad portfolio but we're trying to compete with some very very big brands Mm -hmm. and obviously they have a lot larger budgets and all that sort of stuff and I think you can you know I've learned not to get ahead of myself because beforehand it's sort of you know you'd have a great meeting and you have a great follow-up and it all sort of looks like it's going to go your way and you sort of plan everything and at the end of the day until anything's over the line it's it's not there if you see what I mean mm-hmm. um so I think you know kind of being sort of bullshit out from things because you're sort of smaller and you don't have mm-hmm. the budgets and the deep pockets that these other brands do um is quite disheartening yeah. Um, so I'd say that's probably my least favourite bit of it. Um, yeah, that's probably. And my most favourite bit is just there's nothing better than when you go into a bar that you didn't know was stocking on products and you see it in there. I think that's just like the best thing ever. Oh, that's so lovely. Um, yeah, which is really great. Um, and I think just like being able to sort of share something that you have such a big passion for with other people, I think is really amazing. Um, and I love doing all the events and stuff we do as well. Just sort of, we sponsor Cows Week, so we've had a big rum shack at Cows for the last three years. And just walking down and seeing everyone sort of sitting around on our deck chairs and beanbags and just enjoying the atmosphere that we've kind of created, I think, is a really nice thing. We need to do Cows Week at some point. Come on down. Come on down. Beginning of August. 
just got to get it in the diary. Just get Make it happen. Mode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would say, um, yeah, the for me working in the mezcal category, the people that I work with are without a doubt the highlight. Um, I'm so fortunate in that I get to travel to Mexico to see <clears throat> the production method of one of the oldest spirits in the Americas. And, you know, I'm when I started this whole process, I was just, at that time, I was like 25 and I was just on my own, like this blonde English girl out in Oaxaca on her own, like trying to start up a business. And I've been so well looked after by all of the producers that I work with and all the people that have helped me out there. And there's like a real sense of community within the mezcal category and the there's some fundamental people that have helped me along the way, like Sky John Anders and Sky Tom Bullock and Melanie Simmons, and they've all really supported me. And I, it's just like this real community. And I, I don't know, I don't know what it is with like other spirits. And I think in hospitality in general, is really good at backing one another um, and helping each other. But particularly with mezcal, I just, I'm, I just feel so fortunate every day to be working and like. Um, helping not helping working in collaboration with producers that have been making these spirits for years and years and years and generations and generations um so like even if you had a busy mad stressful week or whatever and you're starting to think this is never going to work and like it, you're still struggling for all those accounts and everything like can you really break it down and you think about the product and the people that you're working with There's, it's just such a like you know it just makes it all worth it basically yeah definitely thing what don't I like um I don't what I don't I think probably a little bit similar to yourself um it can get a little bit too competitive Mm. um I also don't really like I suppose it is quite difficult because I don't necessarily really like promoting myself but if you have a drinks brand and it's your dangerous dawn's my dad's nickname and so all of everything's like built around the company that you build yeah and I don't like the part about having to talk about myself but I know that's the part that makes the whole brand yeah what it is what it is and what people want to buy into but that's not a very valid reason why I don't like because um I don't know yeah I, I guess it is just really competitive sometimes I don't like the same things I don't like it when you go into new accounts I definitely had this to start with when you don't know people you sort of get laughed out yeah and that is really disheartening but it's just, I guess it's the same as everything once whole, you get to know people, people are really really nice yeah yeah definitely you get the, the you get people the who yeah occasionally you kind of walk out and you're like oh my god that was horrible <laughs> I don't but it's like, very very rare that that happens true I also don't particularly like being hung over all the time but I love <laughs> drinking mezcal so that's another small it's a tough balance <laughs> it's a tough balance but I think you know we're all very conscious of that and we're all very conscious of that in our industry now, so it's definitely yeah. changing, which is good. Yeah. I've actually just been sent a drink that is designed to help with that. So the idea is you drink it pre-drink when, it. When you're done drinking. So like oh, right. I instead of what that, is it? uh it's like a canned vitamin drink. Uh, I haven't tried it yet though. I'm yet to report back. But I was like, if this does anything even if it makes me drink a soft drink before going to bed, because I barely even take my makeup off. I'm like, oh no, I'm like I get sleepy. Just... <sighs> yeah, the only thing that will that. save us is an obsession with water, ladies. We need to yeah, be no, like obsessed with that. No, you've got to get the water in. I, I need to be better. I'm just, <laughs> I just get like bed on you the brain. You get like a really funky water cup or something that will just make you 
That's it. Just need to just need to prep a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just prep a little bit. But I think that's that actually that shifting now though. Having said that, we were just I was just talking earlier with someone and ultimately this is we're all in a business, right? Like this is my business, this is my yeah. livelihood, this is my day to day. So, you know, although it is good to have the nights and people that you work with do just become your friends. But yeah, balance is key and you're never gonna do a good you're never gonna do good business with anyone. No. If you're not sleeping and not looking after yourself and not resting your mind. I have that so sort of, I Because I don't live in London, I live in Kent. So I have sort of like, I can take myself. You can get out. I have my week <laughs> where I can just, yeah. It's slightly, slightly it's, easier for myself. But in general, love yeah. What, yeah. what I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very much so. What do you get up to on your day off to go completely away from work and a bit more about you as individuals? What do you like to well, do? Well, honestly, that is a really tricky one because I even... Because now I've got the bar, mm. even if I was going to work uh, Monday to Friday, I'm now here on Fridays and Saturdays, and my boyfriend works on Saturday mornings, so I'll, well, actually, I actually work Saturday nights now at the moment as well. So I'm usually, I, I'm usually working on Fridays and Saturdays. Sundays I do take off, but by the time you get to Sunday... All I want to do is go and buy some nice food and cook some food at home and just sleep and watch TV. And you said before we started that sleep was a common theme. I definitely think rest and just not having to do too much and being able to turn your mind, your brain off is what I I try and do. That doesn't sound very exciting. Um, Well, it's usually Sundays, so... Roast? It's it's definitely something roast-based. It's usually something roast-based. But it differs. Or we'll just go mm. and have pizza, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, we live pretty central London, and Victoria Park's just around the corner, and there's always the Sunday market, mm. and then Sun Tavern's at the end of our road, and Solo Pizza's around the corner. So we'll just literally do something super simple, like go and have a pizza, or go and have a roast, or cook roast at home, and then just watch some TV and go to sleep, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound particularly... But then, you know... It's your day. It's, not, it's the only... It's the day yeah. of rest. It's the day of rest. <laughs> yeah. But again, I'm lucky that my job as well is, like, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow night, and I'm going with my... We're going for... Uh, the first part's going to be a holiday, but the second part is work. But work is getting up, going out to Matatlan or where, well, always Matatlan to see my producer, um, hanging out, chatting with him, seeing how the family is, seeing how production's going, making sure there's no issues, going to the bottle manufacturers in Guadalajara, checking up on the bottles being produced and those sort of things. And that, I'll be doing that all week, but it's never like it's work because in the evenings you can go and, eating all of the lovely markets in Oaxaca and you can try all the different mezcals that are all in the different mezcal bars. So it's like, I never, I never really feel like I'm working. And well, though my mum did say that when she, like that, well, there is that saying that if you love what you do, you never do another day's work. Mm-hmm. And so even if I'm here or even if I'm in Mexico and I'm like going out and ha- having a drink or doing this or doing whatever, it's all still research. Like it's all still mm-hmm. part yeah. of, like I'm sure... Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I've tried to have my weekends. Um, yeah. Because I used to just not. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as like yourself, it's when it's only you, 
sort of when you're sort of even I found even when I was sitting like watching TV or something I'd be on my laptop and I think it's really important to be able to have a bit of time when you don't do that because there's always someone else you can try and email and there's always some but at the end of the day you need to be able to go into Monday or whatever with a bit of time so I really have tried to see a lot more of my friends because I missed out on a lot of stuff and I was just like (laughs) they were constantly like this is ridiculous um so um I try to just see a lot more of them on the weekends um mm. holidays very much taking a back seat but that's fine um yeah at the moment it's just weddings as well so I'm constantly at weddings <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in your free time I just wedding, go to weddings wedding. well also <laughs> never mind I've known like loads of my friends have started having babies and I'm oh, like well yeah, my business yeah. is oh. my baby so yeah like you're, I'm not going to have to see not that it's a bad thing going to see babies I love going to as long as they come to the bar as well as long as they come to the bar as well then yeah that's fine but yeah you just end up catching up with people don't you yeah definitely yeah and if you don't turn up with any West Hall round they get very upset (laughs) 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 yeah that's what I try and do I suppose that's nice yeah I like that I need to be better at that West is key I get carried away because I just end up on my laptop and then I'll be like oh I'll, I'll just look at this and suddenly I'm in a oh whole like researching yeah. I really like, wanted to give thing. you like an amazing answer like on my days off I'm training to be a tightrope walker or something mm. but it really literally is I used to do lots of running but that's gone completely out the window running takes a lot of effort for me yeah, I can't <laughs> I, I tried it this weekend okay. they were like should we go for a run and I was like absolutely not <laughs> just, like, have a cup of tea <laughs> yeah yeah, my husband does. He has a personal trainer, and they sometimes do half marathons as their yeah. session for the day. And I'm what? like, who are you? That was their session for the day. Yeah, so they'll in an hour and a half, he'll just run a yeah, half marathon half. and then come oh home. Be like, I'm tired. <laughs> That's quick. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. He works them hard, but he enjoys it. Well, I blame my knees. I can't do it. That's a good one. What's that called? I might have to develop that. (laughs) Um, Now, this is my little feminist question in a podcast, but do you think being a woman has affected your careers in any way? And if so, has it been positive? Has it been negative? What's been your experience? Um, I don't think it has particularly affected much. I'd say there's the odd occasion where... Um, I don't want to name any names or anything, but okay, like the odd sort of organisation, I suppose. Um, it's very rare that it happens, but there have been a couple that have been very old schools, where they'd much rather speak to my my dad than than me. Yeah. Um. And um, but over, on the whole, I would I wouldn't say it's really an issue for me. Um. That's and yeah I don't think it's held me back particularly um yeah I had one of my after I worked at Picky who were amazing I went to another place which I won't say where it was Mm -hmm. but there I had a really negative experience of being a female working in there they were all men at the top and when I went to this particular place there was no structure in place of organization whatsoever and I like put it in place over 18 months and then basically I wanted to leave but I got asked to leave sort of got forced into leaving before and they were saying things like I was being far too sensitive and um like I was being I was too emotional to manage the place and stuff and I was like okay whatever but aside from that I would say it's been 
positive, um, mm. particularly with my experience with going to Mexico and, you know, mm. setting everything up. If anything, I, it hasn't, I've never considered that I have had a negative experience. If anything, I've been really well looked after and I don't mm. think that's got anything to do with me being female. I think that's just because the people that I've worked with are wonderful humans who would work yeah. with anyone which is a, who has the vision or passion to do what I'm doing. Um, definitely, like, more recently, because also we've opened this bar and I've opened it with another girl, I do get asked a lot of the time, like, what, why, um, what, made you be, what made you start a female-run bar or what made you start a female-run project or what made you start a female-run business? And I'm like... Mm, it's got nothing to do it's got nothing to do with it being I didn't make an active decision to Mm. go out of my way to work with other females or I haven't made an active decision as a female to go out of my way I just happen to be a female running a business I just happen to be a female that works with another female that's running a business Um, I got asked quite recently someone said to me quite recently oh um, it was about this other thing that I do with this amazing lady called Melanie Simmons. We run London Mezcal Week, and someone said to us, "We love your concept." And we we're like, "What's that?" And they were like, "You know, two female Mezcal owners running a business." So I was like, "What? That's now a concept, is it?" <laughs> but in general, like, I guess that's just like people misphrasing things and not really knowing I like agree. how to. Because it, it's just they're trying to celebrate you, but they're sort yeah, of, yeah. So not there's been nothing negative post the first thing like when I was much younger, Um, yeah. And I guess if anything, we could probably get more press. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's a common answer. International Women's Day is always a good one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, the ticket sales company that we work with here, they're like have put something up about us because it's Women International Women's Day, and yeah, I mean, do you know what? If people are going to write female-led and female-founded and this, this, and this. As long as they're writing. As long as they're writing. And, like, if that's yeah. the reason that someone else is going to choose drinking my product <laughs> over someone else's, then cool. So I'll put my hands up. I'm a yeah. sucker for it. If someone, if if I find out that it's owned by a woman or run by a woman, I instantly am like, ooh, and <laughs> I, I can't help it now. And I think it's just because since starting this and Ladies of Liquor and everything, mm. I've just... Because so many women just don't get the same amount of press and the same noise that I think other it's businesses very much a can do. Industry. Yeah, so, so it's I think not it like is more. Yeah, but I think the balance is definitely changing, and it's definitely, definitely mm. uh, on a very positive route. I, mm. Yeah, I quite like it as well because sometimes you can quite if you've been having an email conversation with someone or whatever, or like if I go up and do some training in, like I don't know wherever you go and do training, a lot of the time when you walk in and introduce yourself, people just aren't, they're not expecting you to be who you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, no one's expecting me to walk in and go, yeah, I set it up. Yes, I founded it. Yes, it's mine. Yes, Dangerous Dawn's my name, my dad's nickname. Yes, I own the company. No one's expecting that. And so, I, yeah, that's, I, I think that works in your favour yeah, because they're like, it's huh? a different point of view. What? Different, You're doing something. it. <laughs> yeah, another something different. It's more personal. It's yeah. more... I don't know. I think it just shows a great belief in what you're doing as mm-hmm. well because it's... I don't think because it, but I think it's... People have that perception that, you know, you've really gone out on some, like, 
limb for it yeah, because you believe exactly. in it that much. Yeah. Um, and regardless of gender, like I think a lot of people in hospitality, because it is one of the hardest industries and everyone has to work incredibly hard, I think regardless of gender altogether, someone that recognises that someone else has gone out on a limb, like you said, and is working really hard to make what they believe in happen, mm. there's just equal respect, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And I don't know whether you would get that in a lot of other industries, but definitely the drinks, in I would say, is changing yeah, massively definitely. positively. Yeah. yeah, very much celebrating smaller producers. And, and people care, don't they? They'll yeah, ask the yeah, right yeah. questions. Like, I don't know about you, but you know, going being able to go into account and if they're looking at two different mezcals and you're like, yes, I have founded it, da 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 da, mm-hmm. they're much more open to working with you because people are wanting to support smaller brands. And um, with supporting a smaller brand, there's usually there's a there's always an honest story. Or a lot of the time, there's a real, yeah, yeah. original story. You're also talking directly to the person that's done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's the big difference I found. Also, like the not the saying bigger brands, the quality differs, but you generally have to work with smaller producers. Yeah, mm. and bartenders, like I'm. Well, obviously, I work. We work just with bartenders, but working with bartenders, they're so great now. Like it's it's it's, its own job. It's beyond and it's beyond yeah, where it's ever been in their before. Own field, yeah, yeah, and so like. There's so much more care and love, basically, that goes into every selection of every product. Yeah. Which is great yeah. for small. Yeah, like, their menu is very much their their own creations and every single step from every single drink is hand-picked and it's, you know, it says a lot about them, what's on their menus and all that sort of stuff. So they're always looking to have, like, the best or the most unique or something different to not offer what's on Joe Bloggs' menu down the road. Like, they're yeah. always trying to find something unique and different so I think um as I was saying like to be able to speak to the person who has that sort of direct line of communication with the person who's making this product is something quite unique compared to other brands yeah and that can be if you're male or female back to the original question Mm. yeah sorry we nope honestly on this podcast (laughs) we we are constantly going on tangents and the tangents are the best bits (laughs) it's just I just ask questions to get people talking and then just let them roll it's great um now for those who are coming into the industry and are just starting out and want to have similar roles you know they want to have their own product or their own venue or uh they want to be on that side of the industry what advice would you give them to sort of get to that point find a financial partner (laughs) find someone that's good with numbers that was my biggest error like I'm constantly battling against the new spreadsheet because, and that's, although I would consider myself able to do it, it's yeah. just not my field. And I think if possible, early on, take advice financially from someone or even if you're co-founding it, mm. co-found with a partner who shares a separate set of skills to you because yeah. at the end of the day, a business is only going to work if the numbers work. And although the dream seems great, owning a brand and everything, actually what it all comes down to, of course the brand adds so much to it, but you mm-hmm. have to be able to, like the finances have to be in check. So first of all, just become like, d- teach yourself or learn or speak to others or, you know, 
find out what accountant your friend uses and what systems they use and just get the finances in check. And then the only other thing I would say is if you really want to do something, you just have to take the risk and go and do it. The amount of people or like friends who have said, oh, I've got this great idea and I'm like, great, go and do it. There's a massive jump, obviously, between saying you want to do something and doing it. And Mm. if you have the right reasons and if you have the right intentions and you've got the right like passion to make it happen, you will make it happen. But you do just have to go and do it. There's no other... You can plan for forever. Yeah. And you could talk yourself in of, into it, talk yourself out of it. And there's so many companies or so many ventures that never get past that first, however much time, three, six months, because the project gets too big and you're like, but there's too many tasks to solve. You just have to start. You just got to start. When, like, just go. So don't be scared and just go and do it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah, completely agree with that. I'd also say to try and obviously not to over plan but to have like your message of what you want to do of what you want to achieve just it doesn't have to be a million and one things I think to just have that one idea of like mm. what your point what your point of difference is like for example our product comes from the spice side of the caravan it's got naturally infused spices into it it's not going to like completely shatter the rum category but mm. it's something different it's got a complete unique range and our branding was something completely unique as well mm-hmm. it wasn't crazy it was just something a little bit different we initially came in with way too many products probably we came in with seven out far too many completely mad <laughs> in all different shapes and sizes which again was a bad idea mm-hmm. um but it was something we learned pretty quickly that having a 1.5 liter bottle for optics is pointless no one really uses optics god that's got to go things like that so I think it's talk to as many people as you can yeah um, and especially probably people who have done it um is always a good idea to get their mistakes out the window yeah don't be afraid to ask questions yeah completely because shared knowledge is just so valuable and even now I definitely didn't ask the right questions and just throw yourself out there and just gain as much yeah, knowledge and expertise from as many people around you. And everybody wants to help. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to rely on one person. But don't be don't be afraid of sharing what you're doing. Because I think yeah. also right back yeah. in the beginning, everyone gets really scared that if you tell someone that they're going to steal your idea. Well, they're only going to steal their idea, A, if they can be bothered to go and do it. And or move pretty quick. Or, you're already ahead or, move, yeah, yeah. or move pretty quick. Yeah, don't, don't tell them before you've got certain things <laughs> going. Because... You my husband know. has fallen trapped to that multiple times <laughs> yeah. multiple times he just spurts out everything and then it's like oh they've Someone's done that done like, yeah <laughs> you, told you just them. told them how great an idea it was <laughs> or like with more money yeah because sometimes money means speed money's definitely um yeah a driving force yeah. I mean we started out of none so that we would have been I would have been here three years ago or no, mm-hmm. we haven't been going three years. I didn't got to where I am now in half the amount of time had I started with money. But, yeah. you know. Whatever it makes it, it easier. It doesn't make it... I think it makes it, it quicker, maybe, like, not... It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do a better job. No, and I think almost it's a blessing. I would just speak for myself, but because we have grown so slowly, mm-hmm. but we're growing, like, really strong foundations up. Yeah. So we'll get, we've got ironed out problems in supply chains and you know people who are 
we needed to streamline oh, different parts of it. But if we'd have shot up, I mean, the whole yeah. thing would have fallen apart from the inside out, which it probably would have done anyway. Anything we can do to support you, like, this is, this is like the advert section. Say whatever <laughs> you want. What can we do? Um, I can link stuff in the description box for people to go to. So go mad. If you see Westall Rum in any bar, <laughs> order it. <laughs> you won't regret it. Um, and I think it's just important to try something new if you're out at a bar and if, you know, speak to a bartender, ask for their recommendations on not just Westall but or Dangerous Dawn on other other different products. I think supporting new, trying a new drink when you go out, you don't want you don't always want to go out and drink something that you can go and get, you know, or that you've yeah. at home or you've drunk for your whole life. I think going out and having a drink and having an experience should be something, you know, where you try something a bit new. So, yeah. You cool. can support me by <laughs> um, coming down to Donya and seeing what we're doing here um, in Stoke Newington, 92 Stoke Newington High Street. We always have live music from Wednesday all through till Saturday. All of the drinks are Mezcal-based. Um, and it's really great fun. So come down and see us. If you happen, if any of the guys that are out supporting and selling the brand for me, and that's Highball Brands. Um, so we've got an amazing girl called Hannah Sellers who's based in um, London. And then there's Jodie and Craig who are based up in the north. And we've got the Liana Collection as well. So any of the boys from the Liana Collection, if they come in... To talk to you. Yeah. Welcome them. Us, yeah. Welcome them. Yeah. <laughs> um, just generally following the brand anywhere, like any. I think spreading, spreading the word. Definitely. Letting people know about a brand. Like if someone's asking about a mezcal brand, you can say that such a big help is always like, oh, I've heard about this one brand. You can get it from here. There's a bar there. We should go and check it out. Yeah. Support the cause. And think- follow us on social. Yeah, that's sure. what I was about social. To say. <laughs> what are your social media handles? Um, our Instagram is Westerhall Rums UK. So we're constantly putting out what we're doing with events. So you can come down to our rum shack. We're doing lots of stuff um, all throughout the summer. Lots of garden takeovers in London and everywhere else. Um, there is a monthly competition to win a bottle of Westerhall as well. So mm, nice. follow. Um, and our Facebook, I think, is just Westerhall Rums UK as well. I think it's all Westall Rams UK. Well, I'll link it. I'll link it as well. Yeah. I'll just Dangerous Dawn and then Donya Music and and Music and Mezcal. Music and Mezcal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's it. I still haven't got to grips with Facebook. Such a challenge for me. We'll chat. We'll have words. I've got got your back. Yeah, and actually, I was going to say about social media, the power of sharing something, like, I'm just going to put this in there. If you have one of the brands, like, take a picture, stick on social media. It takes two seconds. Mm. We'll share it back. Yeah, it it just, people don't understand how much it can help a small company Mm. just by literally putting that you like it on social media or, like, where you're drinking it. Just be like, you're supporting a bar and a brand oh my god it just all comes together definitely like um i get not that we have a a massive following or anything but i have been approached by distributors in different countries purely through instagram but you know as i said earlier about my days my time isn't always able to be spent although we have good content is not always being able to be spent on social media so the value of people that try the product and sharing it is just 
like second to none. You know? Yeah, yeah. you can't. Yeah, you can't buy that. So take a picture. Do it. Have a drink. It's easy. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Please. Super easy. <laughs> if anyone's struggling with their social media, then they should DM me on social media, and I'll tell you how to do it. It's easy. Really easy. Okay, yeah, you can help me then, babe. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I can give you a plan. It'll make it all easy. Masterclass for a social media masterclass. There we go. <laughs> You'll be like, "What? I didn't do this before." And I'll be like, "I know. It's so easy." Okay. Final question. It's a fun one. What is your favourite drink at the moment? And of course, it's allowed to be your own products. Like it's not. It wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> my favourite drink, my which will always be my favourite drink forever and ever and ever. Is a mezcal margarita, um, made here by that <laughs> wonderful chica over there. Um, and I, do you know what? I we've just brought out a new aspirin, um, so it's more for pouring and cocktail, and it's really delicious. But I would be very hard pushed to decide whether I would actually prefer it with Kiki Wiki or mine. <laughs> they both have got such different flavour profiles. So either one or the other, you can alternate or two. Even better. Um, so yeah, mezcal margarita. I'm never, it's never going to change. Love it. And mine would be a rum old fashioned. Nice. Obsessed. Yeah, with our rum number ten, um, which I would never say to put in a mixed drink or in a cocktail ever, apart from in old fashioned. I feel like an old fashioned is is the perfect like if you're fancying a mixed drink but you've got a product that really is a bit too nice. Yeah. You know, you really want to taste it. Old fashioned is a game changer. Yeah. Because you can be in such control of like how much sweetness, how much bitters, you know, you can yeah. do it like very lightly yeah. and really let product shine through. It's such yeah. a great drink for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very much my my drink. That's but cool. coming to summer. More of not a mojito, but sort of like a more of a minty spritz oh, without cool. rum number two. So that's sort of winter come summer. So or just a straight out mezcal, I guess, and yeah. a straight out rum. Yeah, for you. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, that's There's always nice a sorted. different drink for every occasion, though. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. so it's very hard to pick. Like sitting in this like amazing bar with like this sort of atmosphere, I'm like old fashioned. Yeah. But summer, different. I guess, I, yeah, what are we drinking at the moment? We've actually got a delicious cocktail on the menu here called Vertime, which is um, with hibiscus-infused Pab Diablo, which is this um, amazing mezcal as well. And what else is in it, babe? Victor Vita and another uh, syrup. Bitter and agave syrup, and that's it. And it's just so delicious. It's cool. So that's what I was drinking on Saturday night. Lovely. Lovely. Oh, oh I know I said it was the last question. <laughs> one last question. If people want to buy your products, mm-hmm. where can they buy them? So if you go to our website, www.westhallruns.co.uk, there is a tab at the top which will give you links to all the places where you can buy all of our stuff. So, Perfect. yeah, just go there and click on the links and it'll take you straight to the websites where you can get out your hands on them. So so long as they're in the UK, you can buy... Well, if you're industry you can get it through all of the major retailers in the UK mm-hmm. um so Shally Richards are one of our biggest partners um Anotra Speciality um Venus but if you, you can buy it in Amethyst stores you can buy it in Whiskey Exchange you can buy it in you can buy it online in Master's Malt and Drink Supermarket you can buy it in Harrods Loads. And you can buy it in Harvey Nichols. Happy there days. There is literally no reason for there is no. people not to have them. Yeah, exactly. so trade, 
on our yeah if you're just the, want like your own bottle for at home go to the website if you yep. want to stock it in your bar which I recommend you do um yeah go to your wholesaler or you could come here and we'll say you want over the bar which I'm not entirely sure we're allowed to do but we'll check on that we will TBC <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it depends on, on your license. You need a separate I don't think license. Got an off, mm. off license. Mm. But fuck it, who checks? I think yeah. Check. So I'll cut it off. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for oh. taking the time to do this. Thank you for having It's been us. amazing. I guess we'll do a little cheers with like. Oh, what oh, else is inside of And there'll be another episode next week. We'll see you then. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.